And we're recording. We're back for yet another podcast. I'm Sam Finlay on this podcast. And, you know, to some of my friends, I'm known as Sizzle. Sitting across from me is my co-host. Introduce yourself. Do what you do. Hey, guys. You know who it is. It's your boy. It's Quinny, also known as Simon. Here we are back again. Sizzle and Quinny. We all know you wanted it. So we've come back. A lot to talk about today. That excited, Sizzle. How are you feeling? Oh, look, I'm, I'm always pumped to talk on the pod. And, you, you know, as you mentioned there, we have so much to talk about pop culture, music. We're going to get into Donda in just a moment. And then we've got a bit of sports to talk about as well. A bit of fantasy football. We just did our draft over the weekend. So we're going to touch on that as well. And I've also got some what-ifs for you this week, Quinny. You hit me with some what-ifs last week. You rattled me with a couple there. So I've got some for you that we're going to get to. But we'll get we'll get to that at the very end. Let, let, let's jump into what we really need to speak about. And, you know, we've spoken about this off air for you know over a week now since it dropped and that is the spider-man trailer yes we're getting spider-man the next spider-man installment no way home it's coming christmas time you know december ish this year look i mean we're also getting eternals shang chi and the 10 rings is almost here that comes out like next week i think it is or you know thereabouts but i think spider-man's the movie that we're all looking forward to the most this year from marvel so I've got the trailer. There's a lot to unpack in this trailer, which, by the way, has already over 58 million views. Ridiculous. Huge. Ridiculous. Apparently, it surpassed Endgame with the, the quickest amount of um, views over a certain amount. I'm not sure what the, the number was, but, uh, yeah, I think it was maybe the day it came out or whatever. It's It surpassed Endgame, which, you know, first had that record for the most amount of views the day, day it was released. So, obviously, people are keen for this trailer. It's It's been a while as well because, like, this trailer, you know, probably should have come out a while back, right? Because, I mean, it's coming out. Ages December, ago. So, exactly. But nonetheless, we got it. And, you know, there was a lot of speculation about, you know, is this going to be a movie that sort of intertwines the multiverse? Are there going to be variants? And it looks like that's what we're going to get. You know, we see Doctor Strange in this trailer. Um, so so let's just start there. I mean, first of all, how pumped are you for this, this movie after seeing the trailer? And, you know, what does this trailer sort of provide to you for your expectations? Yeah, so straight away, man, this trailer I thought was amazing. I loved everything about it. Um, I love how they just gave you a bit of everything and they didn't give away too much. I think the most thing I'm, the thing I'm most excited for is probably, hopefully the rumours are out there that the Sinister Six are going to show up in this film. So obviously in the trailer, what I loved about it was we get the electro field, we get a bit of Sandman in there, we get the iconic Sizzles boy, William Defoe, a.k.a. the Green Goblin. We get his cackle, we get his pumpkin bomb, that appears on the bridge. And then right at the end, one of my favourite villains, and I obviously I'm a big Spider-Man guy, and he's obviously the key villain in the Spider-Man PlayStation game. Doc Ock, man, Ock's cool, back again, straight from Spider-Man to the original trilogy. So I just think I'm just super excited to see where they go with this. And, you know, they've been saying that, you know, to, you know, meant to be getting the other Spider-Mans as well. So Tobey Maguire's apparently possibly coming back, Andrew Garfield. So we could be getting a bit of a just a Spider-Man overload in this film. And I just love what we can see. And then obviously, we know, Sizzle, he's your boy. Doctor Strange. We love Doctor Strange. He makes a great appearance in this film. He's got some swag, man. He's just living the dream, just having fun on the slopes, just in his skiing gear, having a coffee, just living his best life. So I'm really keen to see where this goes. And I think for me, this is probably the film I'm most excited for now, I think, for the rest of this year. And 
I really hope that we're out of we're out of lockdown so we can actually see it in person, which would be nice. But overall, man, I'm very keen for this. Yeah, let's let's start with Doctor Strange because we, we get a fair bit of him in this trailer, and it's almost like a a Doctor Strange movie, you know, rather than being a, a Spider-Man um, feature film because he really features in this quite heavily. I don't know whether he'll actually feature in the movie as much. You know, it seems like this trailer sort of hasn't given us much. I feel like a lot of this that happens in the trailer will probably happen quite early in the film. Yeah, It'll I think it's up. just building it up, yeah set up the rest of the film. Obviously you mentioned that Sinister Six and, you know, however that plays out will be, you know, quite interesting. And I feel like that's going to be the majority of the film, but I, w- I want to talk a little about Dr. Strange because we get him in this, in this movie. And, you know, we, we thought Loki, you know, that that's sort of when we got this idea of, you know, the multiverse of different variants, different timelines and whatnot. And, you know, Sylvie and Loki, they caught a lot of heat after that finale for, messing up the multiverse but it looks like dr strange himself has messed has up played the a, he has played a role too man a little bit but here's my question is that dr strange a lot of rumors are circulating that that might not be actually dr strange or the dr strange we know it could potentially be a variant of um stephen strange himself i'm shipping for mephisto i mean i've been shipping for mephisto since you know, he was introduced for in one division. You know, everyone sort of thought Mephisto then, then we sort of thought maybe Mephisto in in the next few uh, um, shows there. And you know, there's been a lot of talk about that there. Um, but is this the time that we finally see Mephisto? Because I think it could be. I think we will see Mephisto. And you know, this actually goes back to the comics because it, it, it is canon. So will Doctor Strange actually turn out to be a different variant, someone like Mephisto? So I think one, I don't, I don't think I'm not buying into the Mephisto idea. I know you're high on this sizzle. I know you want your boy Mephisto. You've been calling it since One uh, Division. You want some Mephisto on your life. I think I'm more leaning towards it's going to be just him. I reckon it's just our own Doctor Strange. And if it's not him, I think the other thing I'll say is I reckon it could possibly maybe be a variant of Doctor Strange. Well, I, I don't mean, think the, it's going to be Mephisto. The only issue I have with that is right, like one, why would Doctor Strange? do this why would he cast this spell that you know he's trying to you know he's the keeper of time he's trying to i guess make sure that everything runs as it should you know why would he go and cast a spell that's just going to throw the multiverse into a madness i guess which you know i guess leads into his next movie and then also why would he you know he dr strange he's a powerful character right how would he mess it up it's not, you know, the main reason why it's not is because he's arrogant, man. It's classic Doctor Strange, man. Wong tells him not to do it. He goes, yeah, no worries, man. And he just gives him the wink. So I think it's just him out of character. You know, he's more chilled now. He saved the world. He wants to help out Peter. He wants to be his new mentor. So I, find, I think you have some good points there. And I don't, I find it hard to believe that, you know, Peter just talking to him to, would distract him from the spell. But I'm still not sold because throughout the trailer, later on the trailer, you kind of see them working together. So I feel like if it was Mephisto, they wouldn't be working together at all. And I know it's based on that comic canon, but that's also based on an older Peter Parker when he's actually married to MJ and he gives up that to then make the deal with Mephisto. So I still don't, th- I still think it's our same Doctor Strange. It's still your boy, man. I just think he's a smart ass. He's just having some fun, just wants to do, his, do what he wants, man. He's trying to help out Peter. Trying to look after him, trying to help Spider-Man. Help yeah, him protect the neighborhood, bro. 
Look, I know I get a little, little excited about Mephisto and I jump into, into the world of YouTube and, you know, watch a lot of um, fan theories out there yep. that, that really get me excited for, you know, something like this. But I don't know. I'm just not sold that that is the Doctor Strange we know. I mean, it just seems too easy. Like, you know, th- this is someone who, as I mentioned, you know, he is the, the, the man who is trying to keep this whole world and universe together and to cast a spell like that and to, you know, risk you know, throwing the multiverse into madness, into a madness, like I, you know, mentioned, and like the title of his movie, which I'm also very excited about the multiverse of madness coming next year. I just, I, I just can't see it. And nah, it's, it's, it's what he does, man. He's, he thinks he can do it. So he's, he's back. He's very confident in himself. He's arrogant. So he reckons he's got to, he's not going to screw it up. So that's why he would have done it. He reckons he would have done it easily. So I think that's, I think the challenge was there for him. He wanted to test it out. Wong said no. And he's going, you know what? I'm the I'm the supreme here. I'm doing what I want. Yeah, see, I feel like he's going to be shutting down Peter though. I feel like when Peter comes to him, he's just going to go, "No, no chance. I'm doing that." Which is no, why I think they saved the that, world together, man. I don't know. I, I feel like that Doctor Strange that we see at the very start that Peter confronts is maybe not Mephisto. You know, I, I think it is going to be Mephisto. But if it's not Mephisto, I think it's someone else or a different variant. And then I I do think that's the possibility. I reckon. I I do think the Doctor Strange. Uh, later in the, in the trailer is the actual Doctor Strange we know. And I think he'll come back to try to help Peter restore the multiverse that the first Doctor Strange, the first variant, Mephisto, throws, you know, all out of whack. So oh, you made thoughts. some good points. You say Mephisto, I say it's, I reckon it's still him or at least it might be another variant of Doctor Strange. I mean, Marvel are great at messing with us and, you know, they've done it in, in the shows that we've yeah. gotten so far. But I mean... Yeah. No one thought it was going to be Kang in, in Loki. And then we got Kang. At, at he remains, end, so. yeah, true. But, you know, I feel like that was a bit of fan service there. I feel like that was they needed that to link everything together. So I don't know. I just don't see it happening. Is it Kang? Is it Kang in this? Is Kang, is, <laughs> this- can Kang, can he shapeshift and like disguise himself? I don't know. Maybe he is the conqueror after all. He can, he can do a lot of things. So who so, knows? You know, I, nah. I'm shipping for Mephisto. I hope it's Mephisto. I mean, I think mm. that would be really cool. Yeah. Um, and as you mentioned there, the Sinister Six, I can't wait to see. Yeah, I'm kind of keen. Um, I'm really keen to that. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny, actually, I've been going back and, and watching like clips of um, the, the Amazing Spider-Man. Um, or was it, was it? No, it wasn't the Amazing Spider-Man. Spider-Man. The original was just Spider-Man. It was just Spider-Man was it, 2. Was it the was first the one? Or was it Spider-Man 2? In the first one, um, Goblins, Green Goblins, the main yeah. villain. And then the second one is Dr. Ock. And then um, his boy, Harvey's like having um, sort of, uh, he's sort of having, he can kind of see his dad, like he's having visions of him as the Green Goblin in the second one. But in the That's first right. one, William Defoe's the villain. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm watching clips of, of that movie. And yeah. like, it, now, I love the original it's... Spider-Man movies, man. They're great. Uh, I love the original it, trilogy. It's great. I mean, it's very different to what we're used to with Marvel yeah. now, but um, mm. yeah, it, it's just, a, it's a fun film. So I'm, I'm excited to see yeah. uh, the Green Goblin uh, back in action. Has to be, man. You heard the cackle. He has to, you can't have the pumpkin bomb there and not bring him back. Yeah. I, I, he, he, he will return. Uh, and, yeah. and it's interesting because like this, the, the sort of timing of this trailer I thought was quite interesting because we got the Eternals trailer like what two weeks ago maybe yeah and there wasn't much of a gap between the two and I was really high on that Eternals trailer like when that came yeah, out didn't I you was, say it was like the best trailer you ever saw or something one of the, one of the best like I was I'm and I'm still like I'm 
pumped by the Eternals just from that trailer. But now that I've seen this Spider-Man movie, I've sort of forgotten about the Eternals, to be completely honest with you. I feel like that's going to happen to a lot of people, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, even with Shang-Chi, like Shang-Chi, I, mm. I, I'm very much looking forward to, but now that we're getting Spider-Man, that's sort of like, you know, uh, be made very clear what the movie's going to sort of revolve around. Uh, I think you know, my attention has has gone toward completely towards that. So, yeah, you know, look, December can't come soon enough. And hopefully, as Man, you said, we'll be able to go back that's to the Man, I really hope so. Man, I'm so that keen. There's a lot of Marvel content coming out. It's great. Well, I mean, you know, also we've got the issue with Shang Chi coming out next, you know, next week or whenever it is, and we can't see that either. The movies, so yeah, fingers crossed, we can we can get out of this this lockdown um, yeah. sooner rather than later. Let's hope so. so. Hopefully, everybody gets vaccinated and we're good to go. That's right. That's right. Look, let's stay on Marvel for you know just a couple more minutes, and we won't touch it up for too long. But we obviously got the third episode of What If last week, which was probably my favorite episode so far. A lot of people were really high on episode two, which was you know the tribute to to Chadwick Boseman, T'Challa, obviously as Star Lord. But th- this past episode, we got uh, Nick Fury, um, and we got the Avengers, but you know a bit of a different scenario with the Avengers getting killed off. Um, and then I guess Loki coming down and sort of saving the day um, with, with Nick Fury, which I thought was was quite cool. Uh, episode three, how did you like it? How did it compare to the first two? Yeah, so um, with me, I think episode three was pretty good. Um, I wouldn't say it's still, I would still say episode two is my favorite, but I think three is probably better than one because I think what I've liked about it is two and three have kind of gone with this whole what if idea, like different outcomes because i feel like the first one was just pretty much the exact same as the actual film that is switched the character quickly so i kind of like how episode two and three give you like actual complete change and new events and new characters being reintroduced and stuff like that so i enjoyed it i, I kind of liked how we kind of got a bit of time with nick fury because obviously he doesn't really get much airtime in the obviously the uh phase three kind of films phase two etc he's always sort of there just for that cameo appearance but i liked it I thought it was pretty cool how Loki came down and actually was trying to revenge Thor. But I knew straight away at the end of the film, he was always, end of the episode, he was always going to want to conquer the earth because, you know, that's what he's want. That's a, what he wants to do, man. He's got his purpose. That's what he wants. So I think that was pretty cool. I also liked how you saw a little bit of the Hulk as well. And I liked the idea of having Hank Pam as the villain, as mm. Yellow Jacket. That was pretty cool. I liked how he was the one that did you pick it? issues. I didn't pick it at all. I had no, I did not think it was going to be like him at all so that was quite surprising and i enjoyed that so i thought that was a bit of a treat so overall though i thought it was a solid episode it's got me keen for episode four which i think comes out tonight so that would be good something to watch for i think so yeah yeah i mean i was just you know ecstatic to hear tom hiddleston again as oh, well. it was good to have him actually doing the voice not like a random person so yeah any anytime you get tom hiddleston you know yeah. in live action or you know as a voice yeah, it's great yeah. I'm all for so yeah I mean episode four I believe which yeah I think it comes out this week I think it's tomorrow night actually we usually get it on on yeah. a Wednesday night oh, I thought so it was um, Wednesday Oops. yeah I mean it's, it's hard to hard to keep track of which day it is being in lockdown yeah. uh, but it, it looks like it's going to be it's going to focus around Doctor Strange so I mean you know maybe, Mis- maybe Mephisto will be in it who knows <laughs> mate is, ben- uh, is Benedict Cumberbatch going to be playing him I hope so I don't know I, I mean I really I would, hope so. I would think so because he's a lead role. I think with all yeah. the the lead roles for this show, you'll mm. you'll hear like I don't think they would have 
you know, chosen the, an episode to be about, you know, a specific character if they weren't getting the, the actor. Getting the same actor. Them. Yeah, well, that's um, good. Let's but, hope I mean, that's the case. I haven't, I haven't read anything, so I, I don't know for sure. But, yeah, you know, from what I I, I think this episode, it's, it's a bit of a what if about Doctor Strange if he was evil. But, um, you know. Oh, really? Be, that, would be, that would be interesting. Mm, I mean, I don't know how, how you know, this is just what sources say. Um, reading on the interwebs but uh yeah, yeah it should be interesting it should be very interesting so yeah definitely that's looking exciting forward to that yeah um as i mentioned i've got some what is for you but i'll save that for the very end of the podcast um very keen i'm excited we'll keep moving and we'll talk we'll, we'll move to the 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 topic of discussion that is donda that is kanye west you know we, we got three live streams three listening events um and finally, after you know what seems like forever, we got Kanye West's latest album, Donda, paying homage to his his uh, mother. Uh, you know, I've listened to it about three times through so far. It's obviously a star-studded album. Like this has just got features coming out left, right, and center. Some really big names. I mean, you know, from the vocals to the production. I mean, some of the, the production um, credits on this album are, you know, quite incredible, really. First impressions, Quinny, you've listened to it a number of times, I'm assuming. I've, I've got through it once and then I was sort of um, re-listening to it um, a bit today for our um, work, which was good while I was just in the background. Um, yeah, you know what? Overall, I'm, I liked it. Like, I'm enjoying it. Um, it's probably still not one of my favourite Kanye albums. Um but it's a lot better than Jesus is King. I could actually get through this album. And I just think just overall, the main thing for me was I just think the production of this album is amazing. Like, you know, with Kanye, you're always going to get great production. So I felt that came through quite strongly for me throughout this album. So it was good to see that, you know, he does what he does, man. He's a great, he's a great producer. Mike Dean's on there too, your boy. We love a bit of Mike Dean. He's always good. Can't go wrong there. And again, obviously, like you said, star-studded lineup. So I did love a lot of these features. You know, we've got heaps of people on there. You know, Jay-Z, Playboy Cardi, you know, Little Baby, The Weeknd, Little Yachty, you know, Don Tolliver, Kid Cudi, of course, our boy, Chris Brown, Pop Smoke, heaps of people on there, which I liked. But I'm going to be critical as well, man. I know you, you're very, you've, you've really enjoyed it. Um, I just think for me, it just goes for too long. I just think... And it's like nearly an hour and a half of tracks, man. It's just a just a lot to take in. And I just feel like there's a lot of tracks on there that I think are just like fillers that I don't think he needed on the album. And I just didn't really understand why he had to have so many songs that were like part two of the first part of songs. I just saw that let me down a bit. But, you know, and then, you know, Kanye himself, I think he's all right on this album. Like he does sing a bit, which is good. Um, he does rap, which is nice as well. Good to see that he's doing that again. But I think it's very, his flow doesn't really change that much for me throughout this album. It's very similar and very straightforward. Nothing that fancy or anything like that. But, you know, in saying that, there's some tracks on here that I really like. So, for example, I love Jail featuring Jay-Z. I think that's a great song. Obviously, I love Praise God with Travis Scott, our boy. I would have liked it if it was a bit longer and Travis Scott had a bit more on it. But, you know, can't always get what you want. That was a good song for me. Believe What I Say is another one that I really liked. So that's a one for me that's good. I also like Remote Control. And obviously Moon's probably one of my favourites on the album with Don Tolliver and Kid Cudi. And I really enjoyed um, Keep My Spirit Alive as well. So they're probably some of my favourites. Um, and then just 
quickly, I don't know if Tell the Vision really needs to be on the album. It's literally just Pop Smoke singing what he did on his own album. So I don't know why that was there, but that's I just think me. That's, I think that's just sort of like a, a bit of a pays homage to the life of Pop Smoke. Yeah. Um, you know, because obviously, you know, he, he passed away, you know, way too mm. soon. And yeah, yeah I, I think it was just more of a nice gesture. Yeah, that's, I, yeah, that's good. And I'm sorry, I like Hurricane as well. I don't mind the song The Weekend on there. I don't mind The Weekend. He's always good. So overall, though, for me, it's not too bad. But again, it's probably on my lower tier for albums for, um, for Kanye. What do you think? Yeah, look, I mean, I've listened to the album about three times through and I really like it. Like I, I've, I think it's his best album in, in quite some time. I didn't, didn't like um, uh, Yay at all. That's probably one of my least favourite albums. Um, I mean, I, I did like Kids See Ghosts, obviously, because that, that was the, the collaborative album with, with Kid Cudi. Um, and Jesus is King, I wasn't very high on either. Yeah. Um, I, I quite like when we, we get a lot of tracks from Kanye as well. I, mean, I think that's what Ye and even Kids See Ghosts uh, and Jesus is King as well was sort of missing. Like, you know, Ye and Kids See Ghosts were like seven tracks long, just not long. Enough. I mean, for me, that's not an album. That's an EP. Um so I really liked how it was a lot of tracks. I liked how it was, you know, similar to that life of Pablo, how it had lots of features on there. Um, you know, we got 20 plus tracks. Um, and, you know, like you said, you could probably do with a, a couple less. I think 27 is a lot. It's a lot. A lot to of digest. tracks, man. It um, was a lot. And maybe you don't need the part twos of, you know, certain tracks. But I don't know. That's I thought, just what I thought, yeah. I thought given his last two albums were so short, we needed a, a really big piece of work and body of work from Kanye because it's been a while as well. Um, look, I, I think this album, it's almost like three of his albums put together in terms of style. Yeah, it's different, yeah. I think mm. you you get a lot of the production, which is like Yeezus. Um, I mean, obviously, because that Mike Dean's involved and he was heavily involved with with Yeezus. So you, you, from a production standpoint, it's very Yeezus for me. Um, from its, um, you know, storytelling and from, you know, the, the features on there, it, it sort of feels like a um, Life of Pablo album. Um, and then you still get a bit of that gospel rap like um, Jesus is King. So I feel like it's it's almost like a, a mixture of those mixture. three albums yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. put together, which I thought actually um, was, was kind of cool. Um, you know, obviously, as we mentioned, there's so many features on this album, maybe a little too heavy on the features, um, but, you know, some features I really, really liked and they're like, I mean, you know, Playboy Cardi, I think he was, you know, one of the real standouts on this album. You know, he's not someone who's known for being a rapper and, you know, we've, we've talked about this off, off air, you know, like I, I quite like Playboy Cardi as an artist and, you know, lots of people probably don't, you know, think he's, he's a great rapper, which he's not, but he, his style really suit, suited this album. So, I, I mean, one of my favorite tracks on the album is Off The Grid and, you know, he's on that. You know, I think he, he was perfect for that album. Obviously, we got Travis Scott on there. Probably not enough. I would have liked to have had a verse, as you mentioned, with Travis Scott. But, you know, that, that's one of my favorite song, songs on the album as well, Praise God. But I thought yeah. Baby Cream really, um, you know, his feature on that, that song was, was amazing. Um, you know, he's also got a, a track that just recently came out with Kendrick Lamar as well. So yeah, he's sort of yeah. to, to pave his way there. Um, 
you know, some other tracks I really liked, as you mentioned, Moon there. I mean, Don Tolliver and Kid Cudi. I mean, we need they need to work together more often because they yeah, are that was so, a great track. so well suited for each other. Um, remote Control. I mean, I love Young Thug. I think he he really suited that. His vocals were just perfect for that type of song. Um, Keep My Spirit Alive. We got to see the Griselda artists um, yes, show out Conway, there. the Machine, and Conway, West Side Gun. Yeah. And West Side Gun. Um, my only question is, where's Benny the Butcher? Throw him on there as well. And that would yeah, be the perfect, other man. Yeah, the other man. Perfect um, song there. Um, you know, uh, and probably my favorite feature throughout the whole album was Jay Electronica. I mean, talk about like a verse. His verse was just, when that dropped, I was like, whoa, okay, here we're talking. And he's someone who, you know, he, he's sort of been like the protege to, to Jay-Z for some time. And he probably hasn't lived up to the expectations because since Jay-Z signed him, you know, his album was pushed back and pushed back. We finally got it. Yeah. Um, and it was probably a little bit too late, but you can tell why, because he is so like gifted lyrically. So it was really cool to get to get a verse off him. And obviously, you know, Jay-Z um, reuniting with Kanye. And he even sort of says that on the, you know, he says the return of the throne. Um, That's it's right. Like, um, Jesus Hopefully we got to watch the throne part two. That'd be good. Yeah. Uh, Mozart and Jesus, um, you know, he, he raps on, on that song. So uh, that was really cool. As well. And then some unknown artists that I haven't really heard before. Vori um, on God Breathed. I thought uh, we get, we get Vori on a couple albums. We get, also get him on Jonah with Lil Durk. Um, I've never heard v- Vori before. And um, yeah, yeah, yeah I, I, same. I, so I'll, I'll definitely be doing some um, some research on Vori and probably checking checking out um, more of Vori's stuff. So yeah, look, I, I've, I really enjoyed the album and I think it's, it's an album that like Yeezus will grow on me. Like when I first heard Yeezus, I wasn't super high on it. And then the more I listen to it, the more I like it. And it's one of my favorite Kanye albums. So it's a good album. I feel like I feel like this album is is going to be one that really grows on me. Unlike Yay, and unlike Jesus is King, where I, I don't really revisit it. I feel like I'm going to revisit Donda, um, you know, time and time again, like I've done with all of Kanye's other albums. I mean, you know, it's not his best album, that's for sure, but it, it, it's certainly not his worst. I'd say it's sort of like the middle tier, um, maybe just above um, that mid- middle tier. For me so my, my only real question is and i was really a bit upset about this is where's pusha t he was supposed to be on the King album pushman nah, no dice didn't no hear feature. him didn't so, hear him at all and we know he worked on the album like even pusha t tweeted or put on instagram i think after the album released um he put up a post about it and said you know it's a pleasure working on this or something to that that extent so he must have just worked on it from a production standpoint i didn't see his name in the credits at all so i, yeah. I don't know but I really wanted to see Push T on it. You know, the president yeah. of good music. I'm not sure if he still is the president of good music. I don't even know if good music is, is around anymore. I think but, it um, still is. I don't, I don't know. know. I feel like I feel like all the all the artists have done their own thing. Like Travis Scott's got Cactus Jack, Kid Cudi's yeah. got um, Wicked Awesome. Yeah. Um, Push T's now got Hairweave uh, music. Like they're all doing their own thing. But um, yeah. I mean, yeah, I think um, it's a good album. So just. Yeah, it's about time we got another Kanye album and uh, it was it's good to see him go, going back to that sort of rap that we... Yeah, um, I'm glad it wasn't all gospel, that's for sure. Um, although that being said, I, some of the more gospel style songs on the album, I actually quite enjoyed. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it was just good to get a, a proper full-length project from 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 Kanye. Uh, I mentioned yeah. there my favourite feature was Jay Electronica. Um, did you have a favourite feature on there? I really like, obviously I'm biased. 
I really liked. Obviously, I really enjoyed. Outside of outside of Kid Cudi, and I know I knew you were going to say Kid Cudi or Travis Scott. Outside of two of your boys, oh well, I liked Don Toliver. I thought he was good on this. I thought he suited the track quite well. And obviously, I really enjoyed a bit of Conway the Machine and Westside Gunners. I've sort of grown on them a bit recently, so I was happy with their features. Nice, nice. All right. Well, look. Anything else we need to mention about Donda? I mean, I was just gonna say, have you seen what its rating was on Metacritic? I haven't. No, hit me. Fifty-two out of a hundred. <laughs> yeah. Okay. There you go. There Interesting. You go. Also, what, another what? fun fact for you: Jesus Lord Part Two went for eleven minutes. 11 That's a long minutes. track. Eleven minutes. Jesus is Lord Part Two, the last track of the album. Eleven I minutes. Was, I thought it was like eight minutes. According to this, 11? apparently it was eleven minutes. Yeah, you're and right. Eleven thirty. Yeah. Eleven thirty. It kind of feels like um, two songs rolled up into one, though. That's what I mean. And then Jesus is Lord was eight nine minutes nearly. So he's yeah. loving the Jesus is Lord track. I'm just saying that's a lot of time for one track. But he couldn't yeah, get pusher. I mean, he couldn't get pusher on there. Couldn't get him on there for an eleven minute track. Like, I mean, Runaway, Runaway, for example, that's a long. That's track. a great track. Yeah, that's a great I mean, track. I'm not. I'm not against tracks going for you know eight to ten minutes if they're you know, yeah. um, like a, a, a musical, um, you know, production, I guess, rather than just, you know, someone rapping. Yeah. Obviously, I don't want to hear someone rapping for 11 minutes. That's a little long. Um, yeah. But yeah, anyway, I just thought that was interesting. It's a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, look, I'm high on the album. Um, you know, we'll see how it, how it ranks, you know, um, in my books after I give it a bit. Because, I mean, with albums like this that come out, like... It takes a bit of time. It takes yeah. time to digest it. So, you know, yeah. I'm sure... I'll, you know, have maybe a different view about it, um, you know, in a few weeks' time when I've let it sort of digest and let yeah. it marinate. Um, yeah. Oh, sorry. One other thing for you to, based on the album, do you think he overhyped it too much or do you think it was okay? Based uh, on what we got, based on the look, final product. No, I think, I think it, what we got was lived up to the hype, to be honest. Um, yeah. And to, to, if I'm honest, I think, the hype actually helped the album because we had all these big name features on there. And because it was so many tracks, I feel like if, you know, it was a 10 track album after, you know, it being pushed back week after week and, you know, all these different listening parties, yeah. it would have just been like, you know, a letdown. Yeah. So I think that, I think that helped the album. Um, oh, cool. I was just curious. Yeah. yeah cool. Yeah. All right. All right um, shall we move on? Done. Yeah. Right, let's move on. Well, look, um, you know, before we before we move on to what ifs, uh, fantasy football. We obviously had our draft. You know, mm-hmm. we, we like to talk about fantasy football. We won't spend too much time on it because I don't think many of our listeners really, um, you know, care for fantasy football that much. Well, maybe hey, Tate. maybe maybe they might enjoy it. Maybe if they get into it, they might enjoy it. Yeah, shout out to Tay. Um, Tay, yeah, Tay will love it. He will love this. Uh, look, I mean, you, you, you did the draft. You took Alvin Kamara first. I took Patrick. That's all I wanted. He's, he's the only person I wanted. Two quarterback league. You happy with your team? Um, yeah, I think overall I'm pretty happy with the team. Um, like you and me, pretty much off air. I literally did no research this year, so I kind of just went in blind. And you know, I'm pretty happy with what I ended up getting. Um, you know, I got a solid starting quarterback. Um, obviously, the main person I always wanted to get was Alvin Kamara, so I was glad I got to pick him up. With the pick nine, which was good. You know, I'm kind of happy with it. You know, I'm kind of. I reckon overall they're pretty strong, and I'd just be interested to see how we go after Superflex and the two quarterbacks. 
who I've never done that before. So I think it kind of adds, for me, it kind of gets me a bit more excited now for fantasy football, having that sort of super flex unknown. So how about yeah. yourself? Yeah, look, I mean, I was really happy with with my draft. This is probably the happiest I've been after a draft. I was I managed to get both Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill, which Solid. I really wanted to get because I wanted obviously you couple them together, and that's like you know a, a pretty lethal um, lethal com- combination there because obviously Mahomes is going to be throwing a hill quite a lot this season. So I was super happy to get Hill there. Also, I was, I was quite stoked to get Chubb after it, my boy. My, yeah, I love Chubb. Yeah. You know, I got him with my third pick, which is, you know, obviously because we're doing a, a, a super flex league, running backs aren't as high um, as high, and they're not as important um, as, you know, a stud quarterback because, you know, make sure you get, you get a stud quarterback there. So I was pretty happy to get Nick Chubb there. And, um, you know, I got Tannehill as my, my second um, quarterback, which I feel like he's going to have a huge year. Obviously Julio there, he's just got weapons. Um, yeah. So yeah, look, super happy. Um, look, I think it's going to be interesting doing a league with um, Superflex. So, yeah, I mean, uh, something I wanted to ask you, though, speaking on fantasy, you know, we won't spend too much time in our teams because that might bore people. But who is, and I mentioned this to you in a text, have you got a breakout player this season? You think there's going to have someone who, you know, you probably don't like, wouldn't think, I mean, you don't want to say like CMC is going to have a breakout year. You know, we expect him yeah, yeah. to have a breakout year. You know, Patrick Mahomes, he's obviously going to have a great year. Is there someone who you think that's a bit maybe going under the radar that's going to have a, a massive year? Yeah, I'm thinking um, I was quite high and I I wanted to focus on my team too much. I was glad I picked him up. Um, Jerry Judy, the wide receiver for Denver. He's given me some – he's kind of reminded me very much of like a Calvin Ridley from a couple of years ago where he had his first season where he had about 800 yards in that season, similar stats to Jerry Judy. And then his second year was his big breakout and he's now one of the better – receivers in fantasy so i think for me probably jerry judy yeah nice so i i think yeah i, w- I would pr- probably go um with a, a receiver as well um but because you know i, I, I was going to say cd lamb um i think he's going to have a very similar to jerry judy from yeah, the cowboys very similar yeah similar sort of situation there so yeah, I'll, yeah, go, definitely. I'll go a different direction and i've got two for you that i'll i'll quickly give you and one is on your team that's jalen hurts I'm actually super yes. high on super yeah. high Jalen Hurts. I was going to mention that. Mm. I was hoping to see if I could pick him up as like a third quarterback, um, but that's obviously getting a bit greedy. Um, yeah. But you obviously picked him up. I think, look, he, he he's going to start, you know. He's going and, to throw somehow and run around. He'll get me some sort of stats, you know, surely. I feel like he's going to be, he's going to have a similar sort of um, style of play as Lamar Jackson. Yeah. You know, he's going to do a lot of running the ball. Um, and you know, he, he's got a few, few sneaky little, um, options there to throw the ball to. Yeah. So, uh, look and, and Miles Sanders as well. He's a good pass catcher. I've got him at running back. So look, yeah. I think, mm. I think he's, he, he could be potentially, um, a quarterback that we are talking about all, all season long. Um, I hope so. Yeah. He's my, he's my second QB that I picked. Yeah. So look, I, I, I'm really high on him. Um, yeah. Uh, come this season. So, look, I mean, there's so many players that I, th- I think will, will, you know, have breakout years this year because it's like, I, I feel like this year you get fans back. It's, it's completely different. I think it'll be a good, interesting season. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there was lots of interesting trades as well. So, yeah. you know, I mean, a lot of different different scenarios uh, this year as well. I mean, I'm interested to see yeah. how LA go uh, with Stafford as opposed to Goff. Stafford, I, think Stafford I was hoping could, to get him, but then someone picked him up, so I had to get Hurts. Yeah, I think Stafford could potentially have 
um, quite a big year here as well. Yeah. So, you know, it'll be Zane Kyler Murray as well. He's another player who I think he'll build on his success yeah. um, from last last season. Yeah. Uh, you know, he was on on pace last season to almost be the MVP until he, you know, got injured and sort of slowed down a little bit there. So, look, I'm pumped. We've got what? It's not it's Man, the, the the weekend not after long. next. Is that right? Uh, it'd be similar. Yeah, it's normally, I think it's, yeah, it's September generally. It's normally mm-hmm. start of early September. So yeah, it might be so, maybe two weeks, possibly. Yeah. Bring on the NFL, I say. Bring yeah. on the NFL. Oh, I also forgot to mention, I was happy I picked up your boy, the Wall of Baller. Never had him. So I was yeah. glad oh, man. In. I wanted Wall the Baller. So hopefully he steps up. He was on my um my list of players I really wanted to draft. Like I always want to draft him. He's such a solid um tight end. He's he's one of those just like um end zone threats, like yeah. Derek Carl oh, throwing I mean. to him in the Beast. end zone. Yeah. Um, so I'm hoping he gets those red zone you know, catches. He, he used to be a wide receiver, so he's he he can go long as well. Um yeah. so I really wanted to get him, but I mean this yeah. year sort of had to pay a premium for him because he's so good. So it just didn't yeah. fall to me and fell to you, um, um, unfortunately for me. Yeah. But um so for you. I'm glad I picked him up. Yeah. And I gotta hope Mike Evans and Julio Jones have big seasons as my starting receivers. Yeah, I mean, that, that'll be interesting because, I mean, both those are teams where they're pretty loaded at receivers. So I think that's sort of like, it could go either way, couldn't it? It could go, you know, th- because they're obviously, you know, all-star caliber receivers, it could go, you know, that way where they, you know, get X amount of touchdowns and, you know, they're the number one option on their team or because they're at teams that have other, you know, potentially all-star, um, you know, caliber receivers that they don't get the looks that maybe they should so uh yeah, yeah i mean it, it'll, it'll be interesting it'll be i'll say i'm sure we'll keep the, the listeners yeah. updated and we might even get um big tay on here for a fantasy um podcast in the, in the he does season. love it he loves a fantasy podcast hey um so yeah we'll we'll, we'll keep keep the, the listeners updated there uh but i've got a quick quick couple of our what ifs for you quinny to bring the podcast to an end Hit me. i'm ready yeah i'm ready for this all right, I so you hit, you hit me last week, obviously because we were watching What If, and you hit me with yep. a couple of What Ifs last week, and I sort of had to um, give you my my answer. So I'm going to give you some, mm-hmm. some What If scenarios, and then I want you to tell me um, what would happen. So first one All right. here. All right. This is this is focusing on, on um, a book and a, a movie series that we, we both love. I think we've, we may have even talked about this on the podcast before. Uh, I think we may have done a draft about it. And that is Harry Potter. Okay. Yes, Harry Potter. Here we go. So what if Harry was sorted into Slytherin instead of Gryffindor? Hmm. Yeah, that's a good question. I feel like, I feel like if Harry goes to Slytherin. Is he running around with Draco? I feel like him and Draco are probably going to be boys. But I feel like Harry, because of who he is, he makes Draco a better person. And Draco doesn't end up being like that snidey jerk that he is in all the books. Like, you know, he thinks he's heaps cool because he's so rich, etc. So I think Harry probably is successful. He is still probably in the Slytherin Quidditch team. He's probably their seeker. He'll probably end up being their Quidditch captain eventually. But it'll be very interesting because obviously, as we know, Lord Voldemort, Tom Riddle, our boy Tom, he's obviously after Harry and, you know, wants him dead pretty much. So it'll be interesting to see if he's in Slytherin, 
how that kind of turns out. And I don't know if Harry ends up, you know, being the hero that takes him down or he kind of maybe becomes Voldemort's rival as like a darker wizard. I think if, if Harry does go down that Slytherin path, I think he still seems, you know, he still has a lot of courage, but I think he becomes a bit more sinister just based on what's happening around him. And I feel like him and Snape probably get on a lot better. Interesting. Interesting. Possibly. Yeah. But that is a good one. That is a great one. I'd like, yeah. let's be honest, if we had the Harry Potter game, I'd probably want to go to Slytherin because I love green. <laughs> Green's my favourite colour. Yeah, look, we are getting that that, that PS5 um, game. I think PS5, yeah. maybe Xbox as well. I'm mm. not sure. What's, what's it called again? The... Uh, uh, Griff, uh, Hogwarts, Hogwarts Legacy? Legacy. That's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So at some point so, we'll get that, and then you can maybe you maybe you can explore that. What if? I uh, reckon. Um, I think that's probably going to happen. I think Harry ends up being his rival, and of mm. who's going to be the best, maybe as opposed to like the chosen one and the savior. Yeah, right. I like it. I like it. All right. Mm. What if number two? This is a, mm-hmm. we're going to focus on um, the realm of sport. That is basketball. That is the Ooh. NBA. So what nice. if LeBron never left Cleveland to go to the Miami Heat? Uh, I feel like he probably doesn't win anywhere near as many titles that he did. Well, he's won four. So I think maybe he probably wins maybe one more if Kyrie hangs around and Kevin Love doesn't get injured. But I don't see like an Anthony Davis demanding a trade to go to Cleveland or something like that. So I think... LeBron, his legacy probably wouldn't be as great because I don't think he'd win as many titles. But he probably would win probably some more MVPs, I reckon, in the league and maybe some, maybe even some scoring titles mm. as well, possibly. But it just depends. If Kyrie hangs around, maybe if they don't beef, they might win some more together. But I don't see him winning, like, you know... Yeah, well, I mean, two, he won two in Miami, so... That's what I mean. He won two in Miami. Maybe he gets another one in Cleveland. So that kind of gets him maybe over line. But I think... Well, I mean, you also got to think like if he stayed in Cleveland, they wouldn't have got Kyrie because they that's got Kyrie because they ended him. up yeah. actually, like, that's not true. having yeah. a great record. So yeah, that's they actually, wouldn't have had a number yeah. one a number a number one pick to take Kyrie. So yeah, maybe yeah. Actually, I didn't think about. Does that. he win a ring at all? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, I feel like he does. Like Giannis just won one. Is he retired now? Is he washed up? Who knows? Possibly. I think he probably wins. I don't think wins. so. I, don't think I reckon so. he. I reckon he wins at least one, at least. Yeah. Possibly, and he might get some veterans over there to help him. Possibly. Or maybe Dwayne Wade and Bosch go to Cleveland. I don't know. Who knows? But <laughs> it'd be it would be I a like different it. sort. I think it'd be a different sort of view on LeBron. I like that. Bosch and um, Bosch and Wade to to Cleveland. I like that. I like that. Maybe just for a few um, seasons just to get a title and then they'll probably leave again. I don't know. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, and then what happens to Wade's legacy? Because he's sort of known as the, the Miami Heat. The, the Heat guy. Yeah. So there's different scenarios. If I was a watcher, man, you know, all these scenarios, watching the NBA, yeah. <laughs> not, in, not interfering. Who knows? Yeah. All right. Last, last what if for you. Yeah. I'm this ready. is kind of like a what if that has like sort of two parts to it almost. So what if you were Thanos and you had the infinity gauntlet. I want to know what would you either snap back or erase from history? So it could be anything. Go, you can go any way you want with this. You can go, you know, f- focus on world events. You can focus on sport. You can focus it on pop culture, uh, music, yeah, right. anything. I what think- would you either, either snap back or what would you erase from history? Can I have more than one thing or it has to be one yeah. thing? Okay. Well, give, give me, give me, give me a snap, snap back, and then give me something you would erase. 
one so of those. Wow. So something you'd, you'd, you'd snap back and something you'd, you'd erase. Uh, something I'd snap back. If I could, I'd snap back Heath Ledger back to life. Oh, I like it. Interesting. Then do you, do you think then, you know, the ramifications for that, do we get Heath Ledger in, you know, another, I, I reckon uh, he another, ends up another being, DC movie? Yeah, do we, I reckon he ends know, up being in Batman Begins. Or even Suicide Squad. Imagine Suicide Squad mm. with Heath Ledger's Joker. Oh man, oh man. Different film. Yeah. I'd probably I'd probably erase from history um, Batfleck if I'm honest. Your boy Ben Affleck. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I think I think that's what I do. I don't know what I'd snap back. I'd have to I'd have to think about that. Yeah, no, you know that was hard. That was a hard body. All right, look, that brings us to the end of the podcast. That's it. Any any final words? Not really, man. I love that was a good podcast and some solid what ifs there. I was rattled. Yeah. I couldn't think of one. But, you know, did what I thought was right. Look, we'll be back again soon. Hopefully soon we'll be able to talk about a show that I've been trying to convince you to watch, and that's Out of Banks. Uh, the, listeners, the listeners out there, go watch Out of Banks. I mean, if you want a fun show that's just outrageous and ridiculous, watch Out of Banks because there's two seasons out and I just smashed up. Big um, shout out to Caleb, a listener on the podcast who recommended this show to me. And yeah, I, I'm already pumped for season three. So yeah, I mean, maybe we'll get there. I, I just had to throw that in there. Um, but no, no, you need to be watching. You need to, what you need to do, Sizzle, you need to either watch the Witcher film that you haven't watched yet. I do need to watch that. You need to watch the new Witcher film. And once you've done that, listeners out there, you need to be watching The Good Life. Oh, the Good Place, sorry. Great TV show. I just started with Amy today. Oh, the other day. Great show. Bit of humor. I'm watching that first, and then Outer Banks might get in the rotation well, look, after that. I'll, I'll add the I'll add those to my list, and I'll watch watch them in the next couple of weeks. Then we can talk about it if you watch Outer Banks. Deal? Yeah, I will. Fine, but you got to yeah, watch and you got to watch Dave as well. as well. You got to watch Dave as well. That's also on the list, but I've got too many shows. I've got to finish the Office. I know. I mean, which I there's, haven't there's, finished yet. The Good Place now. Uh, Outer Banks apparently. I need to start watching that. There's so uh, much going on. So much going what on. If, I, need, I still need to watch Rebels. I mean, you know, there's just... You need to watch Rebels too. That's what I should... Yeah, that's another thing you should be watching. So much. Maybe we just need to have like a, a podcast where we just talk about shows that we both need to watch. We can just... We can try to convince, make the case. I like that. I like actually. that. Maybe that's we'll a that. good idea. Yeah, that's a good we idea. Can make the, we can make a make case, the case for, for certain things. Shows, right. games, whatever. Pop culture. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll do that in the next, um, the next couple of weeks. Anyway, we better go because we're running... running um, long here uh look thanks right. for listening uh thanks, you can guys. follow us on ig sizzle and quinny hit us up and we'll be back next time tell your mother brother your sister your cousin tell them all second aunties uncles great aunties great uncles great grandparents everybody third second generation whatever it is tell them all tell them all we'll be seeing you next time well we won't be seeing you we'll be talking to you